This is another talk titled Meditation is, capital I, capital S, Meditation is Action. Quite often we hear people say, people assume, people presume, people, uh, others would project onto those who meditate, and sometimes even the meditators do this to themselves, but sitting down and doing nothing is literally doing nothing. Misunderstanding. Of course, if you sit down and look at a wall and someone walks by and looks at you, they think you're not doing anything. And of course, in, in the gross sense of the word, you're not. You're not, you're not mowing the lawn. You're not uh, marching on Philadelphia. You need to go out and get a job. On the other hand, and on the same hand, if you sit down, hold still, and endeavor to do this uh, meditation practice we call Shikantaza, which comes down to us from uh, centuries and centuries ago, sit down, hold still, observe. Just observe what comes and what goes. What comes up, hangs around, maybe, maybe so, maybe not, goes away. Just keep watching that. Don't interfere. Don't pull on it. Don't push on it. Don't judge it. Don't accept it, don't reject it, don't look away. Those are all uh, considerations that need to be kept in mind when one is practicing shikantaza. And that's a lot of work. If you sit down and do this meditation properly for any length of time, you will get just as exhausted doing that as you will, maybe more so, than you would jogging. In a different way, perhaps, but a mental kind of process that... that shows up as work. It's work to do that. Otherwise, we would meditate. We would think, oh, I'm going to go meditate. I mean, I'm kind of a lazy person. That way, when I meditate, it'll look like I'm doing something to others, but I'll know that I'm just, what do they call that? What do they call that when you go somewhere and just collapse? Zoning out. Huh? Zoning out. Okay, do that. But it's very much, very active, and it's very much about watching what comes, watching what goes, without necessarily fueling or encouraging that part of the mind that wants to stop things or make things increase, make things decrease, which is uh, completely hooked into the ego mind, the self-centered me, 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 me and my stuff, me and my what I want, me and what I think is right, that part of the mind that when, when we bring it out into the world uh, just quite often makes a mess of things. Another, a metaphor, metaphor you could use for that that I use is it's like a stage. Your life is like a stage. Excuse me. So quite often we go backstage. That's called sleep. You leave the stage and you go to bed. Or you may leave the stage and go to the restroom or whatever. But what we're saying here, what I'm saying is leave the stage and go sharpen that blade of awareness. Sharpen that awareness so when you come back onto the stage... You're much more clear about what your part is in everything. And you'll find, if you do that, that you uh, are better off minding your business. Work with your own mind rather than uh, jump into other people's, uh, evaluating other people's activity, including not even saying anything, just evaluating it in your mind, thinking, you know how that goes. You see someone doing something, acting a certain way, saying something, and you, you think, well, that's nuts or crazy. Why do they have, quite often we, we ask a question, 
Now, why are they doing that? Like when somebody goes real fast past us in the traffic, it's snowing out there. We're coming down from Traverse City this afternoon, you know, this morning. And people go by really, really fast and leave a whole bunch of snow all over the place. But rather well, than just look at it, we say, where the hell are they going? <laughs> going to a fire? So this is the adding on part. Whatever happens, what you're doing is you're training your mind, you're exercising your awareness muscle to, to just do what? Renounce that tendency to go and grasp onto something, to hook onto something. This is renunciation. It's not control. It's seeing the complete inappropriateness of interfering with whatever is occurring. It's inappropriate. So you don't have to control yourself. You just watch it move, watch it move, watch it come back, watch it go away, watch it turn around, watch it get stronger, watch it get weaker. Just observe. Like watching clouds, watching fish, watching water flow uh, past you. And so the outcome of that may not be Oh, I'm doing so much better. I'm getting better at observing. I'm, I'm meddling with people less. You may feel like you're meddling with people more. And perhaps this is due to that, uh, the, that you have never really looked that closely at the way you interfere in other people's lives, even though you don't say anything to them about it. Because we all carry, everybody you know, you carry them around in your head. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your wife, your ex-wives, your ex-husbands carry them around as an identity, and we still continue to have little mini-conversations with those people. So we don't have a lot of time until the daily Dharma gathering since we got in here late. So if there are questions right now, we'd like to respond to them. Um, when at some point you say that the boundary between meditation and post-meditation collapses or, or is not there yeah. anymore, um, how does action look within the formal structure of meditation and beyond that boundary? So I'm not not clear what you're asking. Maybe when you, you say could... meditation is action. There's a type of action occurring that's not what we're typically familiar with. And I'm wondering if if that type of action can arise outside of meditation yes. and how that might show up. Yeah, and that's that's what um, meditation, post-meditation is about as the awareness starts to join you. Not just the awareness that has laminated the thought patterns of I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad. I've always been taught to think this. Well, in my opinion, anytime anybody says in my opinion, you know, you pretty much lost the conversation right there. They're taking over with their preconceptions about everything in the world. Opinions are ridiculous. Not that you can't have uh, an opinion. You know, it's my opinion that our, as I quite often say, our car is still out in the in the parking lot, my belief, but somebody could have run off with it. But it's it's like an opinion, if you ask me about that, or it's like a belief. But it's a very low-level, uh, low operation, and quite often the, the ego mind, the self-centered mind, wants to take that same structure and ramp it up so that we can feel more protected, more secure, so that the, the ego, which is discontinuous identity and needs constant reinforcement from something. The constant reinforcement is something that meditation practice begins to cut into. We begin to see that we don't need that reinforcement. We don't need constant pats on the back from anything, that we could just function in an open dimension without anything extra. So the activity you're asking about could still show up and that you would, you would see more 
closely, more carefully, and more precisely even, how conversations and interactions between yourself and someone else, or between two other people, or, or in an entire situation, how it's, there, there's no opening there to, to say anything. And it's because of the awareness of what's happening, you can see not only what the person is saying, because of your practice of looking at your own mind for weeks, months, years, you've looked at the craziness that you have without doing anything with it. And interestingly enough, when you look out into the world, you can see the craziness in each person you meet. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Not the craziness, your ability to see it. So if you're looking at someone and they're, they're disagreeing with you, or they might even be mad at you, at the same time you see that, you also see deeply that they're so distressed, they're so unhappy, and they're covering this up with this anger. So you're able to see more deeply. That, acti that is actually an activity we call, uh, in, the, in this tradition, we call prajna, or uh, transcendental awareness, or penetrating insight. Uh, the, 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 there's, no, there's no penetrator. There's no one penetrating. It's just you just see it. And it is due to, could be said this way, to the, 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 the understanding that we're fundamentally not separate anyway. So at, the more we get close to that no separation, the more the ego mind or the me, me, me mind, the self-centered mind gets, starts to get a little leery of this. I don't know if I want to go there. This is just a little bit too threatening. Um, well, I'm not going to let somebody take over my mind. Somebody could be a total slave to television, and yet someone comes along and wants to help them a little bit with their permission. No way. They're not doing that. They'd rather go back and be a slave to whatever. Television, snowmobiles, uh, uh, corona, it's a beer, you know, or, you know, right on down the line to anything you can think of that someone will fasten themselves to and then, and then, and then uh, brag about their freedom. I don't need anybody. I'm my own man, woman, child for that matter. I'm my own child. <laughs> a question from Shane out in California. He asks, what is our part in the play? No part. There is no part. There's no one, so there's no part in the play. There are no parts. There's just this. But it has to be realized, otherwise we keep cranking things up. We have philosophies, ideas. Some of the smartest people in the world have also been uh, the most ignorant because they have all this intelligence, and what do they do? They use it to go in circles, round and around, around and around and around. Highly intelligent people, though. I mean, name one. Go ahead. <laughs> Can we become a slave to meditation? Yes, you can. If you think that meditation is something that you absolutely uh, have to do because of this and this and this, then uh, something's going on there that's a little fishy. Or if you think there's a right way to meditate and a wrong way to meditate, then you're going to meditate the right <coughs> way. Right, right, right. Is um, there a way to have a reason for meditating without it being something that's fundamentalist uh, you just want to clarify your you want to understand yourself you want to get to know yourself if you hold still with your senses open sit still and just watch what is happening you're you could call it meditation or not I call it meditation because that's the conventional word but it's just an awareness practice we're just stretching the awareness so we can see deeper into what this is but each person might need to do that in a little bit different way so we start out as simple as possible. Sit down, hold still, have all your senses open, just observe. That's it. In one breath, I've given meditation instruction. But you would have to actually do that, and that might take a while to do more. 
sometimes there's little stories about meditation like that are not necessarily as sincere as I just want to clarify in my mind. Is there a way to work with those kind of self-centered intentions? Yeah, give me an example. Um, I know Sokozan's coming in soon, so I want to be in the Zendo when he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I would do that too. <laughs> probably. If one of, my, uh, one of my teachers were in here, I would probably want to get in here too. I don't see a problem with that unless you have a specific question about it. No. In the meditation instruction that we had um, this morning, it mentioned including. Uh, what is the action of including? Basically, it's just don't do anything with it. If something shows up, just the attitude of including is enough. Just have the attitude that whatever comes in the room, there's no, there's no pushing, no pulling. And if there is a pushing or a pulling, then we don't fight with that either. We actually just include that. So it's, it's, it doesn't get any, it gets no momentum. The passion, aggression, and ignorance uh, <coughs> tends to die right on the spot because it gets no fuel from someone who wants things to be different than they are, who wants something else, who wants something more, who wants something that's difficult less. And I don't say just accept necessarily. I say include is a different way because something comes in, just include it, just like the sound. You don't have to do anything, just, just, inc just include it. So it's that kind of inclusion rather than including, because if you include in that way, then you're separating. What happens when we start to figure out what we're including? Then, then mice start to run out of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that also a, a shutting down? Depends on how you feel about the mice. Is the including you're talking about has no separation in it. It's, it's very simple. There's no, it's, you're sitting, you're holding still, and something occurs, and you don't do anything. You don't add on to it. You don't interpret it. You don't describe what it is. You don't turn away. You don't shut down. You don't distract yourself into something else. It's just, it's just kind of ho-hum. But it's not even that, because that would be adding. There, there's no... There's no fundamental separation, and if that if nothing is done, then the fundamental separation that is already the case uh, will start to show up in consciousness. It, it will not show up as a thing. It'll show up as um, possibly insight, possibly it'll have an emotional quality to it, that you're just present. It's called authentic presence. Authentic means genuine, no lies, no cover-ups, just clear, just present. You're just here with no agenda. As Coben says, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, nothing to do. It seems to be that there is something of the base quality of humanity that <coughs> you're talking about not doing. What a question? Or is it a. Well, it seems to me that you're talking about a battle of some kind. I'm not sure. What's well, a question? You're making statements. You have to have a question. I don't respond to statements other than, other than to say, don't make statements. <laughs> you can do that later. What's the question? Very simple. Simple question. Sometimes it seems like there... Is there a war going on still? Yeah. In your mind? Yes. What do you do with that? Don't go to war with war. 
Don't, don't, don't go, don't, anything that occurs, don't object, don't agree, and don't look away. The three poisons right there in the proverbial coconut shell. Don't do anything with it. It's just, it's just that. If you do anything with it, you actually buy into the, the presumptions of the self-centeredness of ego, that there are separate things that could be uh, increased or decreased. We're not saying that you can't practice something and learn to play the violin. I'm not, I'm not taking out that kind of ordinary kind of trajectory that things have of developing. We're not getting rid of that. We're just saying, don't do anything unless you have to. We're working with the awareness. We're not necessarily trying to accomplish something else, including meditation. Meditation is about seeing what is already the case, not about, <coughs> create, not about creating a different kind of mind that is peaceful or clear or anything. You talked about meditation as work and it can be exhausting. Yes. Who, who or what is doing the work or is getting exhausted? It could be any number of aspects. You're, you're getting exhausted, you're getting tired. So there's a, there's a quality of the, of the awareness that is, uh, is not, that is discontinuous. It's not particularly self-centered. It isn't, it isn't sucking down into some kind of me, me, me feeling. But there's an energetic quality happening. And so there, there can, be, can be difficult or tiring. It can also be extremely... Uh, a whole lot of really intense work that's not tiring at all that could be in some way be you could say refreshing just because you you've been so engaged in, in your mind and what is happening in your mind now the way that I sometimes say this is I can be completely worn out myself just tired and if somebody comes in front of me that needs help I get all kinds of energy to do that and it's not some kind of magical Adistana or anointment that's coming down that's helping me. It's just energy. And it's just, I'm tired. Somebody comes. And not because I'm such a wonderful sweetheart. It's just the energy that rises. Maybe they, maybe they bring it. It feels like they bring it. So I'm kind of a energy vampire. <laughs> we need to stop. No, you do. <laughs> she needs to stop because we have to do the daily Dharma gathering, which starts in four minutes. Okay, then I'll just sit here then. I'll sit here and suck up all of your energy. Also, we are in the process of a fundraiser for two ADA bathrooms over in Karma House, which is going to cost us $15,200. We've already had a donation of 2000 so please help us where you can. PayPal, credit cards, debit cards, take all the money you can get. <laughs> Thank you. May the merit this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.